0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. And the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on the sidewalk while on the street talking. they taught talk the off New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. They've only in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown at to the bunk, of boogie down, go strong on the island. Records around. Time to build my juice back up. Pop that up. Suckers get smacked up. Don't doubt the clout. They know what I'm about. Knocking the door, knocking the shaking them up, waking them up, breaking them up, breaking them up, standing on shaky ground. Let's see if I know the ledge What up, 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 what a do. Welcome to the Barhawk Show Podcast I'm your host Amal Hawkins Appreciate you taking time out today to listen to the latest podcast episode It's been a week, man, it's been a week since I dropped the episode It was a bye week and I went by. I went bye-bye You know? What's the singing group that had the song Bye Bye Bye? Them guys. I went Bye Bye, but we back. The preview, UVA versus UNC, the oldest rivalry in the South. Yeah, been a part of four of these games. It get real. Shout out to Coach Danny Wilma because he would step up in front of the in front of the team and said, "I want you to hit him right square in the milf, not the mouth, but the milf with an F. Hit him in the milf." So it's the 128th all-time meeting between Virginia and North Carolina. The series that first played in 1892. It is tied with Georgia and Auburn for the second most played rivalry in FBS. Only Wisconsin and Minnesota um, have played more games against one another in FBS history. They have 131 games. So... Here we are, man. Um, if you didn't know, this is the second team <clears throat> that's been um ranked in the top 10. Yeah, Virginia squares off against this second, nationally ranked opponent. Oh, no, but what was uh, what was Tennessee ranked when we played in? Was they ranked in the top 10? I know, yeah, I know they ranked pretty high because UNC number 10. I slipped my mind. Let me see. I don't want to get sidetracked. Tennessee was 12. All right. 12-10. It's close enough. Second top 15 team. Second top 12 team. You know, that's how like all the um, the stat gurus now. They got that cutoff to, to make the stat give you that much more oomph. So this is the second top 12 team UVA has faced this season. The first one was Tennessee The game started out good Versus Tennessee Then you know It got ugly But it's at 630 It's on the CW network Usually you know the CW Play like All American And Flash And and uh, Smallville And all those shows But well, they got football now man. If y'all didn't know CW got football So I remember my wife and kids And stuff used to be on the CW Salute to the CW Let's get this podcast on the CW. How about that? <laughs> I'm just joking with y'all. Uh, salute to the sponsors of Able Insurance. Go to Able Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home business, auto, life insurance. The great people at Able. No, I was not saying that the CW sponsors this podcast right now. But Able Insurance does. Yes, sir. So make sure you holler at the great people at Able Insurance. They, they definitely will get you a policy that fits your budget. And the rates will be right. Yeah, Tom the Ballhawk sent you. So, so coming off this bye week that UVA had, <clears throat> this is two straight weeks. That was two straight weeks in which UVA did not lose a game. Round of applause for that. Yeah, baby, two straight weeks and no L's. Believe that. But uh, we go to Kenan Stadium in Chapel Hill, six thirty p.m. You know the last two. Night games at Chapel Hill between these two ball clubs been fireworks. 2019, when we needed a victory, when Perkins led us there, um, when Bryce Hall was out, our secondary was shaky. They had Sam Howell, Dynamite Brown at receiver. They had all these weapons, two pros at running back. And, And we went in there and put on the show. It was a shootout. And then two years ago, that game between Howell and then Brendan Armstrong and that offense and that first half and what it did. And then North Carolina cheated the second half and then throw the ball no more. They just ran it down our throats. So I will tell you this. We can't afford to make this game a dang old shooter. I mean, you might be forced to keep up, Well, you're going to have to get some... It's going to have to be like the 2019 game. Like, 2019 had timely stops. And I feel like, you know, looking at their film and looking at how we played this year, now granted now, we 1-5. and They unbeaten. They 6-0. and And I mean, they've been punishing cats. Not punishing cats in the sense of beating everybody down, but they've been making you... It's been a track meet with them. Like, you better score. They just scored... They got three straight games now with 40 points. And then four of the last five games, they got 40 points. They scored at least 31 in every game this season. I mean, you look at when they went to go play Syracuse. um, Coach Beck had that Syracuse offense rolling, scoring, putting up yards. They held them to just seven yards, and they put up 40 on them. Then Miami, after they didn't take a knee and let the clock run out, they put up 40 on them. Put up 40 on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just beat Louisville. Appalachian State took UNC to double overtime. But, they, you know, UNC usually has a blunder within the first two games where it's, like, uncharacteristic of them. And then last year when we played at UNC, they was actually number 10 at that in that game when they can't hit the Seattle Stadium. And I think that's the game where we didn't even play like, I th- that, was that the first game where all our top receivers was out? Yeah, and we still have 418 yards of total offense. We led 14 to 10 at the half, lost by 3, 31 to 28, and yeah, North Carolina was number 10. They came in last year averaging forty one point eight points a game. This year they come in averaging thirty seven point three. They held Derek May, I mean, um, yeah, Drake May. I said Derek. They held Drake May to under three hundred yards passing last year, but two hundred yards went to Josh Downs. He kept the streak going because remember, Dynamite Brown had two hundred yards receiving the last time he was at Scott Stadium, then Josh Downs come in and get 200 yards. But um on paper, this this looks like it's going to be a beat down. I'm just I'm just being honest with y'all on paper. I'm saying on paper. When you when you give it a teller to take the statistical matchup, it's not good at all. Scoring, they average 37 points a game, we average 22. First downs, 153-118 for UVA. Rushing, 1,227 yards, 597 yards. For average, they average 184 yards rushing. We average 99 yards rushing. Passing, they average 317 yards passing. We average 249 yards passing. Total offense, they average 500 yards a game. 500. We average 348. We almost give up 500 yards a game. Until last game, so so it you know on paper it don't look good at all, not at all. Let me see what how many how many you all I mean. Let me see. Nah, I ain't gonna do that. I will go to the, matter of fact. Let's do it. Let's go to acc.com and just to see how many. Y'all as we give up a game I'm ready to keep it real Like I told you on paper This looks like it's going to be We're going to get smacked It really do On paper I'm going to keep saying that over and over On paper It's the reason you play the games But on paper It ain't looking too good Total defense We are 12th Giving up 378 yards a game Syracuse give up three eighty, and then Georgia Tech gives up four hundred and thirty four point three yards a game. We don't have the most pedestrian offense this year either in the ACC. We're twelfth. You we had NC State and then Pitt after us as far as overall offense. Our passing offense is six in the ACC. Ahead of Clemson, ahead of Syracuse. Oh, would you look at that? I did not know that. So our passing offense is actually better than Clemson and Syracuse. That's two teams I respect as far as being able to move the football. Wake Forest is okay. I knew Virginia Tech our offense probably moved the ball more than them. NC State, I knew that. Boston College, I knew that. And then Duke is actually last in passing offense in the ACC. I mean, they ain't last in wins. But they first in pass defense. That's Duke. We're fifth in pass defense. That says a lot. Okay, you know, there we go. There we go, people. You know, UVA fifth in the ACC in passing defense. Two oh two point eight. North Carolina is thirteenth, giving up two forty five, and then Syracuse is last. Let's look at rush defense. Ugh, I think we might be last. Oh no, we thirteenth. 177, Georgia Tech is last at 214. Rush offense, Duke is number one. North Carolina is number five. And, you know, UVA is last. We don't even average 100. We're at 99.5. But Russian defense, North Carolina is fifth. UVA is 13. All right, so that's that's just some, some numbers. So here's the thing, what I've seen on film from North Carolina. They got athletes. <laughs> their offensive line and defensive line, very good in my opinion. Especially their offensive line. They keep they keep May upright. Give them clean pockets. Um what they do schematically, they force like they're gonna make you play man to man. Cause they feel like they can win on the outside one on one with their receivers. If you run two safety high, they're gonna run the football. They just run it. They'll run it down your throat. They'll count, see if they got the advantage, or if it's even because they leave one guy unblocked, and they'll just run right at you. Simple as that. Like it ain't it ain't gonna be that difficult to know what they're gonna do to you. It's just can you stop it? That's just that's just North Carolina. Like they got they got big guys up front. They move well, they're running back Omari and Hampton leads the ACC in total rushing yards, 658 yards. He averages 5.9 yards per carry. Averages 109 yards a game, which is first in the ACC. Has eight touchdowns, which is second. To uh to uh the kid from Duke, but um yeah, six games, 658 yards. Hey man, let me tell you something. If you if I'm a, going back to the going back to my days of playing, if I had a choice, I'd rather you throw it around versus me than running right down my like you like two years ago when we were down there, it was very difficult to watch UNC just say, we're gonna run it right at you and just just ran it right at us. It was hard for me to watch Boston College second half, when they're just like, you know what? We're just going to run in right at you. It was hard for me to watch when JMU came out of halftime and just said, we're going to run in right at you. There's a lot more mistakes that could take place when you throw the football around with when Somebody just hands it off and give it to the back and just say, man on oh man, we tougher than you. Come get this work. That's an ego thing. And I truly feel like North Carolina could pick their poison with us. Cause we 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 thin on the back end. Like Clary's out. Still, for, I mean, he's out for the year. Lex Long is out. Dre Walker is out. Malcolm Green should be coming back from the concussion, but I mean, he's on the depth chart. So we we thin in the secondary as far as being able to be aggressive. And this is the wrong offense to. Try to. I mean, you want to pay <laughs> you if you can play bend, but don't break. But they might just break you before you even bend. Like real talk. Like you better understand your keys versus this offense, or it could get ugly fast, quick, fast in the hurry. I mean, Carolina is impressed. Man, I ain't gonna lie. Man, watching them on film, they impressed me. They impressed me. They got a right guard that's 5'11", 290. Don't be fooled by his 290. He played bigger than 5'11", 290. Think about that. We was getting on our guards like, you know, Ty Furness being whatever his, what's Ty Furness weight? Ty raised 282, 6'3". Let's do 5'11", 290. Out there giving that work to people. Let's look at their defensive front. Desmond Evans, their power in is 6'6", 275. Their nose, Kevin Hester Jr., 6'3", 315. Their three technique, Miles Murphy, is 6'4", 310. Hold on, hold on. I'm forgetting the half, all of them. 6'4", 6'3", half, 6'6", and, six, six and a quarter. Then their Jack Rucker is 6'1", 265 a uh, Gray, 33, I like such Gray. great wheelbacker. I think he's active as far as like his ability to to decipher what's going on. Sideline to sideline can make plays in the passing game as well. Their corners going to get up in your face. They're going to play press. They've been doing that since I played, since when Dre Bly was here and then you had Hood and all those you know other DBs that came through here. They're going to challenge you. They're going to get up in your face. They're going to challenge you. They're going to try to mess up your timing. they are send four. They'll send five. They got enough to spy because they just feel like no matter who it is, and Miami got a lot of speed at receiver. They play man versus them. It don't matter who they play. They're going to get in your face and confront you. They like bank robbers. They right there. Can you win off the line of scrimmage consistently? Now, when people are playing a lot of man to man, that's when you look at the slot. But I'm pretty sure they know Malik Washington is the number one receiving the ACC. They got a safety there. What can you do schematically to move them around? Can you put them in a the triangle trips? Can you put them in a the tight twins? Can you get them a short motion? You could use the hey hey. Go look at McDaniel's and, and the Dolphins. Start using that cheat that cheat motion. That they do doing the CFL, you know, when you get the little short one and a half, two yard motion, either to the ball or away from the ball, and the quarterback snap it, so you're moving. Can you imagine? Like, who's going to be? I, I'm, and this could this could take place, but I, I know that since they've been using that cheat motion with Tariq Hill with the Dolphins, I know that the Rams have used it, and I know that even. 49ers use it with Debo Use that with Malik Use that with Sidarian Use it with guys who, who you Want to get them in space Now it's easy for me to say use it I, I mean like This gonna drop Friday It ain't like coach could listen to this and say hey Come here in the game I want y'all To run this motion it don't work like that But it just go Like it's just one of them things that It just goes to show you like you could be copycat Gotta be innovative When you're playing man to man Gotta be innovative Get those DBs off the spot If they're really on the island Give them that work When somebody on that island You gotta give them that work Speaking of giving that work Did y'all see UNC versus um, Miami last week? NCAA said Taz Walker You are good to play and that man said, uh, Don't mind if I do. He was number nine, which is a great number. That man had three touchdown catches. Three. Three. When I tell you that dude was balling, especially in the second half, he came out and just exploded in the second half. Whew. Tell you what, man, we leave. Hey, if he solo up on somebody. Get home. Hey, man, you're going to have to blitz. you going to have to blitz straight, man. I'm sorry. We can't sit back and just rush full and try to play invert because they're going to attack. They attack the seams anyway. That's what they want to do. They want to attack the seams or they run dagger. And in other words, like dagger, seam, all that's showing you is the location is the hashes. That's it. So if you hear me say dagger, you hear me say seam, the location and the target hit the Hit the hash That's who we're attacking Right there Dagger route is two ends So it could be two posts Two in routes But we're trying to Hit the hash In between the corner and the safety So It's going to be a tall task To defeat the number 10 team At home Nobody has scored in them in the first quarter at home this year. I mean, just last week when they ran for 235 yards versus Miami, that was the first opponent to top 100 yards versus Miami this season. They entered the game as the nation's top defense against the rush. You You heard what I said. Miami came into the last game with the number one rush defense, and UNC said, ah, okay, <laughs> wait until you get a load of me." And ran for two thirty five. <sighs> Man, it's gonna be a tough game, bro. Offense, you are gonna have to offense, you got to keep up. Hey, yo, Coach Kitch, you had a whole bye week, and I, I need I, you sh- look. You had two weeks to prepare. That means you should have two script drives, quick, fast, and in a hurry. I'm expecting 14 out the gate. Matter of fact, save one of them for coming out the second half because we be, we be, you know, we be walking. We be the Walking Dead in the second half. So save one of those for the second half, open and drive. But uh, as far as us coming out the bye week, you know, we want to make sure we we got healthy. Um, there's like Ben Smiley will be starting. He's the number one on the depth chart, defensive end. Um, the juggernaut is still that nose tackle. Aaron Fumuyi is there. Um, Chico is that bandit. You got James Jackson starting, and then you got Cam Robinson starting. at Mike, that means, and um, there's no Josh Ahern on the depth chart. So that's that. That's something because you know with me going to the bye week. If Josh Ahern would have been healthy, here's what the ball hawk wanted to do. See if you would, see, see if you could see this, right? Like if Ahern was healthy, because I like how Ahern could be a ram when you're going against the run and then he get drop. When it's pass. he's showing his versatility in that, in that aspect. I feel like if you start Ahern at the mic and then you slide a Cam to the bandit, and then you take Chico from the Bandit and put him at the D-end. Ooh. Can you imagine putting Cam Robinson at the Bandit and letting that young whippersnapper go attack the quarterback at times? Ooh. Man. Wish he was healthy. Um, we got Corn still starting at corner. corn has been very solid for us this year at corner. My man Elijah Gaines, my mentee, is second behind Corn King at left corner. He got Sam Westfall at right corner. And Malcolm Green is on the depth chart. Now, this is where I'm nervous. Hey, yo, Sam. Let me holler at you, King. I don't need you to live up to the last part of your last name. I don't need you to fall. I need you to stand tall. I need you to be West Tall this game. Okay? Sam West Tall. Because they're going to hunt you. Yeah. If they watch the women, marry film, they gonna come after you, bro. This just, I'm just, give you my analytical hat. If I've been watching film on UVA this year, they coming at 13. They feel like they could come at both of you guys, but if you had to pick your poison between 9 and 13, they coming at 13. I know 9 has given up. Um, you know, he had some pass interference and things like that and he got beat in the red zone, but... You the my bad guy that I was talking about The JMU But you could write that You could write that shit uh, We still got my man Tay starting at the spur. Tay has done He he is approved every week Y'all can say what y'all want to say Y'all used to talk about What do you mean twenty twenty three needs to tackle He needs to tackle Y'all can't tell me I'm missing 23 out there tackling now Jonas Sanker One of the leading tacklers in the ACC Starting that free safety And then you got my man Harrod uh, Starting that strong safety I like those two and what they've been doing as safety. Um, Tavon. I need you to get me one, man. Go get me an ASCI. Go get me a pick. I need one this week. Because you playing the slot. So you can be the mark they, they really going to come at. But don't get me wrong. When Mr. Tez walk on the outside, find nine. If nine is on 13, check. I need a safety over the top. If nine on nine, check. We need to put a safety over nine. We might not can't afford it a lot of times Because Drake May can run too So that's the thing about it Like Drake Drake May is very mobile He ran for He ran a couple times last last year Versus us Man The Tar Heels are 6-0 for the first time Since 1997 Yeah I was I played against them that year That's when they had Brandon Spoon in them boys it was tough. Coming off the bye week, man. Um, the last time the Hoos came off a bye week with Tony Elliott as the coach, it was a, a roll ACC game versus Georgia Tech. This ain't Georgia Tech, but I'm just giving y'all the information. I ain't saying it's going to be the same. We, I know Georgia Tech last year was trash can juice. I was like, yeah, we're going to get us one. All I know is this year, we done had double digit leads in four to six games since the JMU game, which was the second game of the year. We've led at halftime every single game. Every single game we led at halftime. Every game except one we've led. As much as, as much as, come on, man. Let's 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 have a let's, let me let me get on the cows. Let me let me let me talk to my. Think about this this year man Because I think this is what frustrate folks As much as People say UVA is going to be the worst Power 5 team in the country As much as people say Coach Elliott is in over his head As much as people talk bad about Dead's kitchen As much as people go in on the offensive line Whether it's uh, Nana Whether it's Ty Furnish Whomever This team Really at worst should be just four and two. Tennessee, Maryland game. The two games like you you lost that game. The Maryland game was like Cinderella Slipper. It was it hit noon at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But Jam you Jam U still unbeaten, man, it's just one of them things Well, even because they coach said it. We had all the momentum, then once they got that delay, that weather delay. It, it it helped them out. It gave them another half time to really go in, regroup, really break down what was going down. Because remember, the third quarter we came out taxing them, smoking their boots. You lose that game, Maryland. Uh, you know, was a you know we out kicked our coverage. You know what I'm saying? That's when you date the girl who was too, too beautiful for you and she finally you you finally kept pissing her off and she's like, you know what? I'm out of here. That's what Maryland did in the fourth quarter. You know what? I'm out of here. Let me give you what, what the real work is. But the NC State game should have been a short shot dub. Boston College game, short shot dub. That should have been a short shot dub. Those two for sure. Then you found, you know, you won Women Mary where everybody just. It, here's the thing that I didn't understand about the Women Married victory from a lot of you guys. Like, you won it one way. You, like, but going into the game, everybody was talking trash, you know, Mike London and FCS programs, one of the top FCS programs, and all of this, and what they could do. And y'all better not lose this game. I still got to lose in this game because ain't no way, because they could do this, they could do that. And then UVA defeats them, but I guess it wasn't up to the liking. Like the style points weren't there, right? It wasn't like you just beat the you just beat the brakes off them. Like you ain't won a game all year, and everybody's bragging about how that's one of the better FCS teams. And since you ain't beat the breaks off of William Murray, Mary, who nobody, a lot of people thought that they probably would lose that game too, they win that game, and people move the goalposts. And then during the bye week Some recruits flip So you got folks just saying oh, I mean, What the hell is going on What's this, what's that What's the Look, here's the reality for y'all UVA is one in five If you go on social media And you follow our program It ain't the most welcoming program right now As far as like The atmosphere, because we won in five. So, can you imagine being recruited to come to UVA or committing to UVA and you see the fan base want to get rid of the coaches, coach or coaches that's recruiting you that you're trying to build a relationship with? Because a lot of people say, don't you go to the school for the school and not the coaches? Well, the coaches is what that's what lures the kids to the university. So, when folks are saying, and you got the right to do it. Fire the coach. Fire the coaches. And then you see a recruit flip. And go, oh, they can't even keep the recruits. Like, bro, the recruit hearing, like, recruits paying attention. So if you're saying fire the coach, fire the coaches, why the heck would I come to a university when it's a possibility that coach is leaving? Because y'all don't want them here. It's no different when Bronco left. A lot of people left because Bronco won't here again. Like I don't I I really think folks in the midst of being frustrated, in the midst of sharing their opinion, that they can't sit back sometime and really comprehend like, oh, that makes sense versus RC. It ain't no RC, it's like that's the domino effect. And then if you do if they do get somebody who commit to UVA, they look at the schools who the other schools that was also recruiting them with UVA. Like the like the lineman we got that 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 sign. Everybody like, oh, we beat our Sacred Heart. What the hell is Sacred Heart? It's like, damn, brother, like, <laughs> yo. Like, I, let me take you back to memory lane. Y'all remember when Bryce Hall signed with us, and how many stars he was, and what what teams were going after him, and all like, I know, I know, I'm being petty. Bryce Hall ended up being top flight. he had been All American, this and that, but. I remember when certain players Were getting recruited by UVA They came here And ended up being Very good players I got receipts I really do But it's like That ain't gonna give me no Patty Petty Hawk really want me to put Like put the screenshot out remember what you said about But that don't do nothing To like I don't want to do that To that individual But it just shows you How sometimes we like We're so reactive That you gotta stand by that Like that's That's the power of social media Like once you hit send It's out there So when folks always say, man, I got a right to my opinion, you do. You do have a right to your opinion. But once you hit sin, people got the right to respond. People got the right to return the favor. Like that's just that's that's what social media has done. Like when I was coming up in high school and through college, social media was around. So somebody felt a certain way about you. They could talk about you to everybody and you wouldn't know unless it was word of mouth and it traveled. Like, you could really think, man, so-and-so suck, But that player would never know. You could say, hey, I want the coach fired. But that recruit would never know because social media wasn't around. So you had a lot of players still going to said universities, even though the fan base wanted them fired. Because if that recruit was really wasn't tapped into the pulse of the university, they would never know what was going on. So fast forward to 2023 with social media. If you go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, you got these groups and stuff, or you on these message boards, and and they've shown you, no matter where you share your thoughts, somebody can just screenshot it and share it somewhere else, and you got to stand on. It. You got to be like, yeah, I felt like that, or yeah, nah, I was just mad. Much as people will be like, yo, it's a safe space, they still, they still get you. Cause they want to aha I got him That's just what it is That's like We live in that age man Where people are like aha I got you So as much as folks really feel like A player Coach or whomever Won't see something Sadly you're sadly mistaken Because it's not about them seeing it in real time That they're going into These different entities And looking at things It's like a loved one or somebody that's a friend of them is a part of it, takes a picture of it, shares it with them. And a lot of times, like if you're on Facebook, all your information there, unless you got a burner account. So your face, your picture, your family, what you do, so they know who you are. So if you ever went up to a player or somebody and said, how you doing? And you felt like they was being snobby, you might've said something about them one time and they know about it and they remembered your face. They might be like, I I don't rock with that. Now, granted, you know it could be heated a moment, and that you were just sharing your your view. But can't we really fault folks who stand, like, make you stand on what you said about them? Because I think a lot of times we all forget that we really do. Like, we'll say something about somebody on social media, and we had a human reaction. I give you a prime example, like with Steve Smith. Steve Smith was talking about Jerry Judy on his podcast. And he said that Jerry Judy was a Jag, just another guy, J-A-G, even though he was a top-flight um, draft pick, first-rounder. And Jerry Judy didn't like the comment. This season, Jerry Judy was playing better. Steve Smith, um, it was the Bronco. Was it Bronco Chiefs game? Yeah. a Thursday night game, Steve Smith is going up to Jerry Judy. About to apologize to him, man. you know, face-to-face. Jerry Judy, I mean, before the game, he has that switch on that I always talk about players have. And he said, get the F out my face. You B-A-N. If you don't know what B-A-N is, it's female dog, your hind part, and the powerful N-word. So, you know, female dog, your hind part, powerful N-word, B-A-N. Steve Smith. A very volatile and wear my heart on the sleeve type of individual says, "Okay, I got something for you. Leaves. Doesn't say anything to him. Just kind of getting the look. Steve Smith is still doing his job on the sideline doing the pregame show. Jerry Judy is feeling some type of way because what Steve said about him on his platform is still continually to. I'm using air quotations troll. I mean, he's trying to irritate Steve Smith while Steve is doing his job. And his, co- his, his counterpart says, hey, Steve, can you share with the folks the exchange you had with Jerry Judy? And Steve Smith says, yeah, I went up to him. You know, I called him a jag on my podcast, blah, 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 blah. And I was going to stand the Olive Branch to apologize to him because I felt like he was playing better this year. And I wanted to be a man about it and go right up to him and apologize. Before I could apologize, Jerry Judy dismisses me and said, get the F out of here. I don't mess with you. B-A-N. And Steve Smith was like, just for that, you you know, he he doubled down on what he initially said, like his pride was hurt. So he doubled down. But he still said he apologized for his comments, but he just didn't like how Jerry Judy was still keeping that same energy, even though Steve wanted to apologize. So that that's what I'm saying about like with social media and like even on this platform that I have, like if I criticize and it's it's been times where I've criticized a player and I try to say, hey, man, I'm just saying do it like this, do it like that. And somebody clip it and they don't clip my my disclaimer or they don't clip the context in which I'm providing that criticism. They take out the constructive and they just share the criticism And I've had players when I go in the locker room dapping everybody up. They're like, "No, I heard your last podcast. You said this and this and that." And I got to immediately go to my podcast, go to when I said it, and say, "Hey, listen to a minute before and a minute after." And once they hear the hear my critique in its entirety, they'll be like, "All right." But it's only because I have that personal relationship; they allow me that grace to mend the the disagreement. Steve didn't have that with Jared Judy. So that's all I got to say, man. But um, as far as this game, it's going to be important for UVA to get timely stops. Whether it's having Carolina settle for three a couple of drives, get a timely turnover. Um, I, I think the first goal is to have them settle for three a couple of drives. To me it's a tall task to get a like to get, to get a full like you get a stop it's going to be like a 7-8 play stop. If we get a 3 and out, and look, if our defense generates a 3 and out, offense you better score. That like for real. You have to score a touchdown if the defense generates a 3 and out. Anytime we generate a stop of any kind you have to score that's the mentality you have to you almost got going the mindset that you have to score every single time i know it ain't fair but it's fair i'm i'm in st louis right now like that's the mindset they had in 2019 they had to score every possession because we just don't know if this offense is going to erupt on our defense, if you go back and look at how Bryce Perkins and Hassiz Dubois and 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 those guys like operated on offense, it was a thing of beauty. Big play after big play, fake punt. We brought out all the stops. That 2019 game showed you. It was like we going, we coming to win. We just ain't trying to keep it close. We got timely stops in the red zone. Came out of half. Got that big run by Bryce Perkins. Man, I, that, 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 because nobody thought we would win. Nobody thought UVA would win that game. And I happened to fill in for my home, my, my, my big bro. Tony to in the booth with, with Dave Kane. I was a color analyst that game. I just remember just like, yo, this offense is really attacking Carolina with just this. What do we got to, we ain't got nothing to lose, even though they had something to lose. Cause that's the year we run the coastal, play Clemson in the ACC championship, beat tech here, went to the Orange Bowl. It's just that mindset of, yo, we're going to attack. Special teams going to play a huge role. This is when you gotta get plays from your special teams. Special teams has to be special in a good way. Our special teams have needed accommodations. This has to be again, you don't need accommodations. Well, you can't hold on, hold on. Can't say special teams special in a good way. I know like, see a part of me is a jokester, but in today's climate, you can't say that. So special teams just gotta be special. Without accommodations. That's it. For all the folks who didn't get the joke or did get the joke, and some folks that I know how the climate is. Like it's one, it's some of the things you just can't joke about, things like that. And I, I know what IEPs and five hundred fours and stuff like that. That's why I told Petty Hawk, no, we can't use that joke. So, and I and I know how the world works. So, yeah. I ain't Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle he could get away with a joke like that. Ball hog, no. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be an arena football game. <laughs> it really is. It's gonna be an arena football game. Um, if you looked at the depth chart on the offensive side of the ball, Jimmy Jimmy Christ or Jimmy Christ? Do they say they do? They call him Christ or Christ? Christ. I'm gonna call him Christ. Jimmy Christ is starting at right tackle. Nah, nah, starting at right guard. I thought last week those two guys did good on the right side together. Christ got a whole whole additional week to make sure he and what they say is game shape. We gonna need it because the, the defensive front gonna hunt. Got Jr. starting at a receiver. Malik starting at a receiver, Malachi, Dakota backing up Malachi. You got Jaden backing up. Um, JR. And it looks like Jaden be actually playing more than JR. And I know it was high hopes for JR. And JR got a lot of ability. Matter of fact, JR did good. Yeah, JR did good last year versus UNC. Like, I would like to see Malik and Sederian in at the same time. Like. like can we put Malik in the backfield with the back to get that type of reaction? Like, you know, like have you guys ever watched? Well, let me stop asking. I know you watch them. You watch the Eagles. The Eagles are put um, Slim Shady, Slim Batman in the backfield. Devontae, number six, they'll put him in the backfield at running back to get him matched up on a linebacker. Can you imagine? And a shout-out to Paris Jones. Paris Jones is now listed first on the depth chart. If you can recall the last couple games, he was last on the depth. He was third on the depth chart. I hope Mike is healthy. Uh, But that just shows that he's the hot hand, and they started him. But back to Malik. Moving Malik around. Malik is usually in the same spot. He's usually in the slot. Can we put him in the backfield like we used to do Billy Kemp? Can you have two backs in the backfield, Paris Jones and Kobe, like we did in the Maryland game? We got to utilize the tight ends, of course. Put like this, man. Yo, Kitch, you got to put, put pull all stops versus number ten. Ain't no saving nothing. I need you to be like the, the head coach on the water board. You need to see puppy dogs and get your notepad out and draw up some great plays, Jack, because we're going to need every bit of it. Because if you don't, it can get super ugly for the Cavaliers on the road at Keenan. It can I Ain't, ain't no more sugarcoating it. Either, either you come out trying to take them out or you're going to get taken out. They putting up 40 like it's nothing. They're gonna make you play man. They ain't gonna let you play two safety high. They're gonna try to run it down your throat. That means this is a game you gotta win one on one matchups or it's gonna get ugly. And they're gonna try to, oh, they're run the score up on you. Oh my God. Tony, you know, Mac Brown, he'll he remember all them Clemson games. He wants you. They gum it. He wants you. Yeah. It's gonna be personal for him. Last year, you made him work. He don't like that. He coming to get you. Usually, you know, UVA, we usually get Mac that tattoos. But that dang on Drake May is nice. Yo, man, how you be finding these quarterbacks, Mac? Everywhere you go, you find quarterbacks, man. You feel me? You even got my man Ron C to come there, too, Mac. I don't like that, dog. You know I don't like you because of that. Yeah, you Vince Young at Texas, Colt McCoy, ew. Sam Howard, ill, now Drake May ew. You and your recruiting Forget you, Mac Brown. You and Michael Jordan, all your nice cliques and shoes and jump mans and what the freaking do. Oh, I'm Michael Jordan. hey, you wanna be sponsored by the jump man? Huh? Hey Ralph, I'm Michael. You're just Ralph Sampson. I'm Michael Jordan. Hmm. Huh. I'm cool. I got a Jumpman logo. Hmm. No, nah, I'm just. I <laughs> dunk on you, Jordan. Dude How somebody walk around one of them little, them little, uh, them little rims with a Nerf ball. Let me see Michael Jordan. Get the get the camera. Boom! I'm dunking on him. Like Starks. You know what I'm saying? A dunk by, cause I'm running. Matter of fact, Jordan tall. I can't even jump six feet six. I'm old and washed. I don't jump no more. I just run. I get Gilbert Arenas on, on Michael Jordan. Gilbert Arenas, they like Gilbert Arenas talk bad about everybody. But all right, man. It's almost fifty minutes. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Y'all be blessed out here. Be safe. Wahoos, welcome to the Arena Football League because you're going to have to put up some points. You got to get four timely stops. Four. Four timely stops and you got to keep scoring. You got to get four punts. So I need one punt a quarter in addition to holding them to a couple field goals, in addition to one turnover, and you can't turn the ball over, in addition to can't have no dumbass false starts, excuse my language, you can't have no dumb false starts, pre-snap penalties are a no-no. If we come out the bye week and have pre-snap penalties, and they're one of the best teams on third down, too. UNC is offensive and defensive. So that means we can't get in third downs. This you you playing Canadian football and arena football. You get three, you get two downs to get a first down, because we can't get third downs versus the team. So you got two downs to get a first down. Yeah. That's where I'm going with it. That's the mindset. That's that Jedi mind trick. Luke, I am your father. You playing Canadian football and arena football versus them. Mindset. Gotta get it done. Against the number 10 team in the country it's your second top 12 team the last top 12 team you played on the road, you had them the first quarter it was only 7-0 and you was driving down the field you was right there fourth down you drifted in the end zone let them throw to the running back yeah but you could write that ship so can you imagine you get your get back you know what I'm saying Tony Musket it's your get back come on Come on, come on, Cletus, come on. I appreciate everybody being positive on Twitter saying, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I feel confident about UVA playing the top 10 team. I'm looking like, man, are y'all delusional? Don't get me wrong, I love my brothers, man, I really do. But I'm just sitting here like, this this, this, this offense we going up against? If you thought Tennessee offense was good, ooh-wee. If you thought Maryland could run the ball, ooh. If you thought Boston College could run the ball, ooh-wee. This is the best quarterback we're going to play against all year. Easily. Dude, Tess Walker. NCAA, I need y'all to reevaluate. Come on, man. Pull him off the field, bro. Do you, I, I, I'm calling in a favor, NCAA. I'm calling in a favor. Get Taz out of here. Let him Make him sit a quarter. I need a quarter. All right? God, dog. That man scored. Th- I don't even think I sc- Did I have a? I ain't even scored three touchdowns in my career here at UVA. He did that in one game. I scored two-point conversions. Yeah, man. I ain't, I ain't even had three touchdowns in my career here. He had that in a game. Get him out of here, man. He's wearing number nine. I had to wait three years before I could finally wear nine here. (laughs) Oh, man. Nah, man. I'm just having fun, man. But I'm definitely excited to see the Wahoos go down to Keenan Stadium, 630 on the CW Network. It's going to be a movie. Got to be a movie. It could either be a massacre or a classic. Because they're going to show up and they're going to show out they're going to try to put on this oldest uh, rivalry in the South. This is a juggernaut offense. 500 yards a game? 500? I'm done, man. All this rambling. Hey, man, make sure you subscribe to the Barhawk Show podcast and Believe Network. Uh, make sure you uh, provide feedback on Spotify and iTunes. I definitely appreciate everybody that's been commenting on Spotify. I like to highlight your Spotify. Also, you can follow me on Facebook at Hawkins. Um on the X app at I Am Ballhawk. Instagram at I Am Ballhawk and uh, what's that thing called? Um TikTok at I Am Ballhawk. And go and subscribe to my YouTube channel, man. I'm gonna get back active on that, man. The Ballhawk Show podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to that. And um that's it, man. Salute to my sponsor, Abraham Insurance. If you want some shut the hell up, juice gear, I got ball hawk show hoodies, and I got a new uh, fear hoodie, Face Everything and Rise, that'll be available soon. So it's sthujuice.store. That's sthujuice.store. If you wanna reach me, just go to amalhawkins.com, use the contact box at the bottom, write in what you wanna write in, is email to me directly. That, again, go to amalhawkins.com, go to the contact box at the bottom, and email me directly. All right, man. If you're a UNC fan, man, I appreciate you for tuning in. Good luck to you guys. This Saturday is Wahoo Wah, oldest robbery in the South. And in the words of Coach Danny Wilmer, hit him right square in the mouth. Thank you for listening to Believe.